What's up, what's up, guys? Today we have Emma DeMar on the pod. If you haven't already seen Emma on Instagram, she goes by That Trendy Therapist. And honestly, she is a trendy and cool, relatable <laughs> relatable person. So that was a great name, Emma. Thank you. Emma's practice focuses on eating disorders, anxiety, and body image. And I'm constantly being asked about therapy or just personal advice, so I thought it would be great to actually bring in a therapist on the pod. I personally struggle with OCD and anxiety, and since I'm a pretty open book, I wanted to share more information about this topic. I figured, why don't we create a vibe about this one and make it a simple one. So Emma, why don't you brief us on who you are, where you grew up, where you went to college, and how you started this? Sure. So I grew up in Tenafly, New Jersey, and I went to Trinity College for my undergrad, which I actually studied creative writing, Mm -hmm. so I'm a big writer as well. And then um, I ended up going back to school for social work at Fordham a few years after college. And that's kind of where I got the idea that I was going to become a therapist and work with eating disorders in particular. Because when I was in high school, I had anorexia. So it kind of stemmed from my own journey in treatment and recovery from anorexia, where I said, I want to help other people with this disorder. And um, so it kind of led from there. And after graduation, I started a fellowship, and I'm still at the place that I was doing the fellowship. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so you, like, have a full family there. Yeah, yeah. I've been there for almost, August will be three years. That's amazing. How did you find yourself to be able to help others in such a vulnerable topic for your own self? Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's not an easy thing to talk. Even me mentioning that I have OCD and anxiety, my voice shook up a little bit. It's it's just, like, scary to open that that aspect up to the world. Absolutely. No, it's really hard. And I actually think, though, that it is really helpful to have had that personal experience when I'm working with patients because I have a lot that I can firsthand say that I know about. And I think with patients that come in, for them to feel that you really see them and understand them is – so essential Mm -hmm. um you can go to a therapist that specializes in eating disorders for example but hasn't lived it it's a really different vibe absolutely it's like kind of how I feel about when I see my therapist about OCD she doesn't have OCD Mm -hmm. and I'm constantly like one does my OCD bother you (laughs) like yeah like I like am I triggering you yeah totally and Mm -hmm. I'll get to that next because I'm so curious if I ever trigger my own therapist Mm -hmm. to feel badly totally which is something that that we'll get into later but you know I'm super curious how that trendy therapist name came along so honestly (laughs) I wish I had a cool story about it I literally just thought of it one day um because I was I was thinking about you know how I want because I basically want to come up with um, my own private practice like right. that's the that's the plan so I wanted a name for it that was catchy and like I I never fit, felt like I truly fit the therapist as we think of it vibe totally mind um, you mind you guys start interrupt you she's here in like the coolest <laughs> like bomber jacket with leather jeans with leopard socks yeah like, and like cool hoops and like really long hair so <laughs> just you know she isn't the quintessential therapist but like I'm not totally. putting any name on therapists. You all dress great. You're no, all great. but like, but no, but, but the yes, truth totally. is, first You're... of all, thank you. We don't all dress, like, there's a lot of people that don't dress great, totally. you know? And like, <laughs> the thing is, like, throughout grad school and just working my profession, like, I definitely felt like this kind of like enigma, right? Like, I was, I didn't look the part. And um, 
you know, I've actually like had different conversations before with my boss about like what I wear and stuff because it is so different. But I also mm-hmm. work with, and I know that was one of the questions, but mm-hmm. I work with like teens and young adults. Basically, like my oldest client is like low thirties. Like mm-hmm. I just really jive with like the younger audience and like I'm very relatable. So when they come in, they're like, oh my God, like you're like a friend kind Absolutely. of thing or like an older sister. Absolutely. And um, they feel really connected and that's why it works, I think. So you know, obviously trendy in that sense of, like, what I'm wearing and I'm trendy, but also, but like, like, even knowing what's up with certain times, like, exactly. even, know, even knowing the stupidness of, like, uh, Kylie Jenner. Like, totally. what if that's, like, what someone needs to, like, relieve their And no their one else, like, I can tell you for a fact, no one else in my office would know how to talk about that, but, like, and that's fine. They have their other areas of interest, 100%. but, like, I'm really into pop culture. I'm really into social media. Like, I get that stuff, and so, like, I speak the language of my patients, and that's why I'm also modern and progressive, so, like, that's the other side of the trendiness. Well, that's yeah. amazing. You, you bring up all the things that I wanted to bring up. Yeah. So, one, thank you for being vulnerable about your yes. own past and being open about this, because, again, like I said, it's really, really tough yeah. to express yourself about things that aren't necessarily the best parts of you. Totally. So for that, honestly, thank you for being vulnerable. It's yeah. not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you already did mention this, but is there a specific age age range that you feel comes into your office? Mm-hmm. And do you feel that it's more female, male? Like, And I only say this because in today's world and sensitivity, I would imagine that with your vibe, mm-hmm. it, you've got to see more sensitivity because of the internet and because of totally. bullying and because of all of these things. It's just a different... I feel like, for instance, how I am with my therapist has got to be so different than what your client is. Yes. You know, each is a case-by-case scenario, but I never mention social media or like uh-huh but bo- you know b- body image or whatnot like it's you it's don't very, bring that in no I talk about like my OCD and my family issues and whatnot mm-hmm. but I'm curious and she's also much older I don't relate to her on, right that I look at her level. as a as a mother kind figure. of figure uh-huh. yeah so I'm just curious what today kids not our age because we're 29 right but you know, kids coming into you because I went to my first therapist when I was like fifteen. Mm-hmm. So I'd be super curious what like a fifteen to twenty year old would come in saying that like the commonalities that people are bringing to you, like the themes and the stuff. biggest themes. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so like with you know, I would divide it up. Like I have teens that are, I have a bunch of like sixteen year olds and people that are in high school. So with those, I see more like you said, like bullying and social media comparisons, a lot of body image stuff coming up. Because that's actually the age around which, like, 16, 17, that um, eating disorders a lot of time develop. Mm-hmm. So that would be one thing that would definitely come up for, like, like high school age people. Mm-hmm. And then with 20s, I see a lot of, like, life transition stuff. Like, it's a lot of, like, okay, I'm starting this new job. I don't really like it. Or I just graduated. Like, I feel lost kind of thing. And how do I navigate this, like, really hard world? Like, I'm in New York and... You know, it's so hard because there's so much you can do and, like, there's so much competition and feelings of, like, oh, inadequacy and I'm not mm-hmm. doing enough and this next person is. So I see that a lot with my 20-somethings. And then, you know, when you get to, like, 29, 30, you know, it's a lot about, like, marriage, like, my friends getting married, like, you know, totally. what do I do with that? And comparisons in relationships also. Exactly. As yeah. we were talking about before about, you know, starting a bank uh-huh. account together. Totally. Together, like, real in. life stuff, like, mm-hmm. be, like adulting. Exactly. And guys, we're going to do a part two about moving in with your significant other and all, yeah. all of those And everything that sure. comes with that. Because that's a whole nother segment that I think 
people our age would benefit from. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So I actually brought this up earlier, but emotional dumping. I really mm-hmm. feel like it's a real thing. And sometimes I worry that I'm emotionally dumping onto my friends. Mm-hmm. And I feel... I have a therapist who I love so much, but there are moments where I almost like can't help like what's coming out of my mouth and I know, and I know my best friends and I know what's going on in their lives, but like sometimes you're not ready to hear that heaviness that someone else has to say. Mm -hmm. And I've been trying to control a lot more of feeling someone's vibe out before I maybe say something that might be like big, even though it's about myself, but Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that? I think that... It's interesting that you bring that up because I'm the type of friend and a lot of therapists will say this, that people come to for advice. Mm -hmm. So I'm somebody that gets, I guess you could say, emotionally dumped on a lot. Right. And, you know, it's interesting, like, in my kind of position of I do this for a living and then also, like, I have to be open to, like, taking on personal friends stuff and family. But I think that it's natural. My first reaction is like, it's natural. And you, you know, especially if you have like a few close friends, like you're going to talk about that stuff. And I think it's okay. But I also think it's really good that, and I don't think a lot of people are cognizant like you are about this, but like when is appropriate to do it and like really reading out the vibe of somebody and like, is this, are they going to be able to like be open to this at this point? Or like handle this Handle it, Exactly. Which is totally about them and, like, not you. But, like, it's just really nice to be aware of it, I think. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that emotional dumping, I've always been so curious. I've been seeing my therapist for five to six – this specific therapist for Mm -hmm. five to six years now. And sometimes I wonder, and you can tell me if I'm crazy, as we're reading, as we're looking at, maybe maybe you should should talk talk to someone. Which, by the way, best (laughs) fucking book, you need to read this. By Lori Gottlieb, maybe you should talk to someone. Very good. Um, And it's about a therapist talking to a therapist, which is why I bring this up. So good. Well, I'm not a therapist. (laughs) Um, Sometimes, and like maybe it's the empath in me, but like sometimes I feel bad telling my therapist like the Mm -hmm. things that are going on because I'm like, what if this makes her, like, I don't know about her personal life. Like, what if that makes her feel, like, upset about something? And I know mm-hmm. that that's got to be part of your training. That, like, if you have gone through something, then yep. someone brings that up. But, mm-hmm. like, I, and there have been moments where I'm, like, Dr. Blank. Doctor. I am so sorry that I'm, that I'm telling you this mm-hmm. again. And she's, like, don't be sorry. Like, don't be sorry. And I'm, like, but I don't want to make you feel bad. And she's, like what are you worried about making me feel bad? But I just, like, it's something in me that I'm like, Mm -hmm. I know I'm paying you to be here and to be with me, but am I, like... Triggering you. Yeah, like, that's Uh how I feel. Like, sometimes I feel really... Like, there are times where I go in with a... I'm a heavy hitter sometimes. Right. Sometimes it's light and sometimes it's it's a lot and I, like, feel really, really bad. Uh Uh-huh. Well, (laughs) that is really funny and very nice of you and thoughtful. I don't... (coughs) It's so funny because I don't think a lot of patients do think that way. But... I use it as information, right? Like if you were one of my patients and you were coming in and you felt bad about what you were saying, I I would explore that with you. Like, where is that coming from? Like, why do you feel that way? Like, because not everyone does and how much a patient is kind of aware of the fact that their therapist is also a human. Like, you'll be surprised when people come in and they have no, like, there's just no recollect, like, they don't treat, they just treat you like, oh, I can just dump everything and like, who cares? Right. And that's fine. Like, that's what they're there to do. But it's very indicative of the type of person that you are, how much you are aware of the other person or thinking about them. Like, that's all information for yeah, us. Yeah, and I really, really do love her. And like, <laughs> you know, there have been that's times great. where I'm like hysterically crying and I'm like, 
so how are your grandchildren though? And she's like, why are we talking about my grandchildren? Yeah. Like you're in emotional distress. Like right, it's okay. Right, right. Not the- and like we have had those talks on it and it is just like something deep rooted in me of my mm-hmm. own childhood and my sure. past. But no, I do like definitely feel bad for, yeah. for her sometimes. And I just like was curious from a therapist perspective. No, it makes sense. If, like you have any clients who are like, I'm sorry for like, and obviously I know I should uh-huh. never be sorry to talk sure. about feelings, but like they're like, I'm sorry, this was a I've lot. had some. I have some that are like, I'm sorry. Or they'll be like, oh, I just realized, like, I didn't ask you anything about, like, how was your new year? And I'm like, you don't have to. Yeah, but thank, I mean, thanks for asking me. You totally. Don't have to. Yeah. That's how I feel. I feel like, like, it's been five years. Like, we're like, 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 not, maybe she doesn't see it. Maybe way. you don't. Right. But, <laughs> but like, like, I'm like, but you know, so you know everything, you know everything about, about me. me. So I feel close to you in some totally. way. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I just feel like bad. Like, you know, I bought, it, her, is it, I bought her a Christmas gift. Like, I feel, I oh, feel. Oh, really? Not, not anything, nice. ma- not anything major. No, just yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, thank you for People do listening that. to me. Uh-huh. Like, a candle. Like, nothing crazy. No, but that's, just like, that's very thoughtful. I just, like, really care. And, like, I feel, I do go through a struggle of, like, sometimes being like, should I just talk to myself or should I talk to Dr. Blank? Because I don't, uh-huh. I feel bad. And it's, like, a weird right. thing within me. Uh-huh. No, yeah. It's, it's something to explore, but also, like, yeah, I think it's interesting to see how much different people handle the one-sided relationship that is therapy. And because it is a one-sided relationship. Not. Totally. Like, it's, it's not, you don't get that anywhere else. Where, like, you're yeah. just totally, like, sharing one side and the other person's just, like, a wall, basically. Mm-hmm. No fault. So, yeah. Um, I don't want to speak specifically about skinny shaming or fat shaming. Mm-hmm. I just want to talk about shame generally. Okay. Yeah. Because I think everybody has dealt with shame in their mm-hmm. own way. That's why I'm not going to talk about my own experience or someone else's. Sure. But I would love to know your thoughts on shame, specifically just shame, whether it's mm-hmm. skinny shaming, fat shaming, whatever it is, just like the idea behind shame and why people feel the need to shame others for their for specifically how they look because I know mm-hmm. that's what you that's a specific right. area that you work in. So what's up with that? Shame is, first of all, like, the most difficult emotion. Shame and guilt, they just feel really foreign to the body. Like, people don't like it, and it's heavy. And so I think that's why it's thrown around when someone feels themselves really insecure and not good about themselves. Like, they project onto others. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that's just what it is. And I think we are enabled to do that because we have social media and we have a lot of exposure now. And it's just you can publicly just shame someone right. and in a way that like years ago you didn't have, right? right? It wasn't, you know, but there's so much stock in physical appearance these days and it's unfortunately like people talk about it. And I think in, you know, yeah, it's definitely a theme I see with my patients coming in and feeling shamed or feeling like they're the one in their friend group that like doesn't fit in physically right. or whatever it is and how to navigate that. It's tough. You no, know? it's it's something really tough, and I feel like it's something... The reason I said skinny shaming or fat shaming, because I feel like it's gone both ways oh, yeah. fully. Like, you don't... Like, I feel like before people would only... You know, I think of the Subway diet, and people always think, yeah. of, like, you know, mm-hmm. overweight people. And mm-hmm. I can't tell you, and I'm a smaller framed girl, and so are sure. you, yeah. how often people make assumptions yeah. yeah and and listen I'm so confident in my own self and what I do right. and what I eat that I'm very sure. fine it bother you. but I'll never forget the first time it happened and I did question like someone's like you should eat a cheeseburger which is like the common thing that people yeah. say like, find um, something more original yeah like get something more original yeah. but I'll never forget the 
first time it was said to me and I was really sad and I like looked in the mirror and I was like am I do I need a burger like do I mm-hmm. like like it makes do you I question really, yeah I yeah. I felt shame and I'll never forget telling my therapist about that I never brought up any imagery anything and she Before, was like yeah. you know who you are like mm-hmm. my focus is OCD and anxiety and she was like you know mm-hmm. and I say this as I'm like circling yeah, my own face. face um like you know who you are and like you yeah. know what holds true to you totally. and like and she was like and if it makes you feel better your doctor would be the first person to say to like you. you're not healthy totally. or like you know what I mean you would know you would 100%. know if there was something going on a hundred percent so for me I felt that a lot and I I really feel for even you know I've seen a lot of moms come back from their pregnancy weight and people getting and I, I'm just going to call them internet trolls. Sure. Internet yeah. trolls being like, you got skinny way too quickly. You did this. Like, why do you care <laughs> right. about, like, you're, mm-hmm. like, and I'm just like, first of all, let people live. Yeah. Second of all, how anyone wants to shed weight or gain weight is their Business. prerogative. Yeah, yeah. It's just like so, so bizarre to me. So I was just, you know, I really wanted to bring up shame because that was something no, that I, think it's I, pervasive. See, I see all the time and I just think it's, it's disgusting. It sucks. It really does because it, it just all comes from a place of like someone feeling insecure about themselves. And I also like, what if I was have? what if I what did? What if you did have an Yeah. Issue? And right. I'm like, it's so like, I always think again, I'm a big empath. I think about others. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what if you said that to someone who actually like yeah, to the does think that they look awful and hates who they right. are. Like, you don't right. know what people feel. You Even the most know. confident people in the world, you have no idea. And that goes for everything. You don't know what people are going through. So, like, you know, be Absolutely. careful. Choose your words carefully. I couldn't agree more. That's why yeah. I've said it before. I have really taken a a really giant leap to try to not react when I hear something and, mm-hmm. like, take it in. Like good. like truly take it in like for three hours yeah and like and then come reacting. back to it. yeah because totally. I'm like how you think in th- in one minute is crazy then the thirty minutes later is a whole another level. sure and then yeah an hour later you're like oh I'm kind of chilling now like right, that, right. I don't know why I like the intensity balled out kind of decreases as time goes on totally yeah <laughs> uh, so I do have to ask what's like the vibe of your office my office <laughs> yeah so like, what's the vibe you like to give off like mm-hmm. is there any like scents candles do you like what kind of what's your furniture like mm-hmm. is there anything like I do happen to know that there is a specific layout that therapists are supposed to have okay I Kinda. think if I am yeah. I wrong no I think there is it's it's yeah. for protocol specifically yeah. right mm-hmm. but I know that there's like a layout but I want to know what the vibe of it. my therapist is so cute hers is like really like older like grandma chairs and oh, it, it's like God. you feel like you're at grandma's house yeah. it's really really cute it's so but cute. I would love to know like what is your office like yeah. that's a big deal like that's totally it's a comfy space and I love her space it's not my vibe but when I'm there it feels so feels perfect. good right? but I never like want to decorate my home <laughs> yeah you I mean? wouldn't pick that for yourself yes yeah. um, I don't relate to anything in that no room can't whatsoever. relate but it's nice and homey <laughs> um so I work at I should say I work at intrinsic woman and so it's a private practice on the Upper East Side. So my boss who owns the company, she kind of decorated everything. And it's really nice. It's like we have these like velvety green, like dark green sofas Ooh. and like lots of cool art on the walls, lots of books. Like her whole office is really cool. She's got like stacks of bookshelves. And um, I wish there were candles, no candles. I don't think we're allowed. I, we're, I was going to say, I don't think you're allowed. Well, we're also in um, a residential building, building. yeah. So we have like a suite in that. Um but I thought a lot about, like, my private practice when I start. I'm definitely going all, like, I'm so excited. I love decorating. So it's going to be, like, 
a lot of like modern is like whites, blacks, like like that kind of vibe. Um, a lot of yeah. I'm just. Really I mean, if you look it. at Emma's Instagram, I would imagine it's gonna be like on the vibe of like sure how you dress your yeah like, even your you guys need to see her wedding pictures. They're just oh my beautiful. god, thanks. But like even like that, like when I looked at your wedding, I was like, that's her vibe. Yeah, that's my vibe. Do you know vibe, what I mean? Sure. Like just like extremely clean, clean, exactly yeah. minimal, but like you know. I'm a very creative person and I do care about aesthetic. I think it, it, I definitely think it sets the tone, right? Like when you walk into a therapist's office, like you're saying, like it really, the vibe that gives off is important. It sets everything. Absolutely. So yeah. So I'm like really excited to decorate my own. I'm really excited for you, and Thanks. like, I can't wait to come and tell you. Gotta you come check it out. My, I have a lot of issues, Kim. All right, well, I'll be ready. <laughs> so you really answered a lot of the questions that I had. Is there sure. anything that you feel you want others to know that like you, that I didn't get to, uh-huh. or that you just feel is just super important for other people to know? Maybe yeah. even just like I always tell people, be aware of other people's feelings. Like uh-huh. just you, we're in a, again in a really sensitive time in our totally. in our culture and country. Mm-hmm. So what would you? What I would say is I think that therapy right now is really changing, and as a progressive modern therapist I think a lot about like therapy is not what it was before like you used to go into an office like didn't really know anything about your therapist because you couldn't there was no social media right the therapist was like a blank slate and people didn't know about therapy people thought therapy was like oh you go there if you have some like really existential crisis or like there's something wrong mentally with you and that's not what it is at all and I do think we've made a lot of progress in society of like talking about what therapy actually is and a lot more people are open about it, which I think is so cool. Yeah, so um, do I. I think, you know, even when I've mentioned it, that's probably when I get the most response from people. Yeah. And they're like, thank you so much for mentioning oh, yeah. that you can't start your day without making the bed. Do, totally. Like, vacuuming, doing this, and like, whatever. And yeah. it is, like, it's, like, nice to hear that other people feel that exact same way. Totally. And it's, it's honestly such a beautiful thing that therapy has become something we can discuss and that so many people go to. Yeah, yeah. Because it's... It's kind of like working out. Like everyone's going. Well, it's working now. out, but for your mind, it's the same thing. Like, you're going to a gym class. You're going, but so like, and I think what you're saying too with vulnerability and being open, using platforms to just like talk about what's going on. People love that. Like people relate, you know. And it's more and more of that is happening, and it, I think it's really great. And I think mm-hmm. we should just break down those barriers and mm-hmm. keep. And if you go to therapy, great. I always say anyone can benefit from therapy. Like anyone. Any person. Like, even just being, like, even, like, work thing. Everyone, ha- everyone has a you something. You don't have to have. I think people but think, I think you have to have something, like, huge to go No, to. but everyone no. has a something. Like, even if it's yeah. just, like, this um, This is just, like, bother. It could be so minor. Like, yes. my shoes. I don't like my shoes. Like, some, like, it but could to be, be so honest, minor. Like, it could yeah. be whatever you want it to be. Well, everyone has their shit, A. And B, like, when you do go to therapy for something like that, you actually probably will end up talking about a lot more that you of didn't course. uncover. So, just go. Like, if you're debating it, I would go and try it out. Like, that's, you'll find that it's extremely rewarding. It's hard work, but it's the best work you can do. Totally. I remember my first time going to a therapist. I was 15, and I just, like, I didn't have a bad attitude about it. I just didn't get it. And I remember him asking me just, like, random questions yeah. to, like, get the ball rolling. Uh-huh. And then I remember, like, halfway through, he, like, he didn't trick. I'm not going to use, not. I don't mean trigger, but he said something that, like, Brought, uh-huh. brought up what I really needed to talk, talk about. about. And then I was with him for two years and he like got that oh, out of good. me. But it took like 
just talking about the weather, totally. talking well, about that's if I had friends, like talking about like if I like like what I like to do, and mm-hmm. then I don't even know. I don't never remember what he brought up that made me actually talk about what I needed to talk about. But it took a it took a minute, and it took a yeah. while. I canceled on him a million times, and he actually called me back. And I don't wow. know if you do that ever, mm-hmm. but he called me back a bunch to be like, "Hey, you're gonna come, right? Like, right? No, you're yeah, gonna you have to follow you're up. Gonna, sometimes. You're gonna come, like." This is super, you said this was an important goal and like you Mm -hmm. need to get past this and like. That's great. And you know, there was a point when I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And he's like, well, if you don't want to, that's up to you. But like, I I find it very, you know, every therapist I have have had, which is, which are three have all, if I've ever fallen off the bandwagon and been like, I don't want to do this. They've all been like, okay, if you don't want to do this, but just remember that like. I'm here for you. Yes. If you ever want to come back, the door is always open, which to me, that's why I kind of feel like they're my friends because like anyone yeah. who's like that compassionate. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, I just dumped all of this on you and now I'm telling you I'm going to peace. Yeah. And then <laughs> like, I can come back whenever I want. Exactly. Fully. Well, you, you answered everything about emotional dumping, therapy, all of that. But the mm-hmm. one thing I did want to ask before I get personal, because I do want to ask about you and Matt, mm-hmm. um, any advice for someone who can't afford therapy? Because I yeah. think that's obviously that's a, huge, definitely that's a huge, huge thing. thing. A lot of people don't have health insurance. Absolutely. And even if they do, it's still really hard it's to get a therapist. very hard, yes. Um, if you truly can't do – and by the way, there's different like sliding scale options. And you know, even if a therapist is out of network, they might be able to work with you. But if you can't and that's not even on the table, I would say reading, honestly, a lot mm-hmm. and writing. Like I always – first of all, I'm a big writer. I know you like to write yeah. and journal. I do that too. I swear by it. So journaling and reading, um, whatever it is you're going through, let's say it's anxiety, like there's books for everything. Absolutely. And I would just say like educate yourself and like you will feel less alone if you, in your issues or whatever that's going on, if you're reading about other people's stories about it. Absolutely. Um, so that's what I would say if you don't have, if you're unable to get access to what about like any apps and I only mention that because people are always on their phones so like are there any apps that like you've heard of that are like I think there's some like talk space like there are a few apps that you can I mean there's advice for do you mean like advice or just like to get services um advice or both. both advice or services yeah there's definitely apps you can go on and I don't know exactly like the finance behind it right. but there's ones you can go on called like talk space and things like that where you can find a therapist remotely, mm-hmm. which I think is cool too. You can just like text with your therapist and totally. stuff like that. Um, yeah. The text tone gets tough. <laughs> I like definitely could not text with my therapist. I, she definitely not as effective. Under, she definitely would not under. That's, well, but that's the other she's thing. She's much older than but I am. She's older. Not. See, I will text with my patients and like, yes, it's always going to be better in person. That's just how yes. it is. But like, and different therapists have different policies with this. I tell my, I basically give my card to my patients and say, this is my cell phone number. You can text me, call me whenever. I might not answer if it's totally, like in the middle of, of the night. But like, I'm an open book with them and I think they really appreciate that. 100%. Yeah. It's really, really nice of you. And I had one yeah. therapist who gave me his number. Um, he actually <laughs> retired. Yeah. Um, we still keep in touch. All the, He's still like very curious about my life. Okay. But he gave me his number and that was the only person who did and in my mind, like, I really felt like that was such a token of, like, how close we were. Yeah. I was like, you trust me? That's totally. your number. He's like, you trust me? Telling me your deepest, darkest Yeah. Like, well, no, it's true. You know what I mean? And that was yeah. the only time. And, like, who knows what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. But, 
Well, it's different for everybody, right? You I also I also was moving to New York, and like it was, and I was in Philly at the time, oh. so he was really understanding of like we need right now. I'm working so hard. I need to just talk to you on the phone, like yeah. and uh, but a lot of people like I have my therapist now who's just not. That's right, not her like, thing. That wouldn't happen. Yeah, right. like she, you know, if I if I was going through like maybe a moment of feeling like true crippling anxiety, mm-hmm. maybe she would, but that's not. That's just, like, like, not, not how the she, nature of your guys' No, she's, like, she's, like, over 60, and, like, that's just, oh, yeah. that's just not, like, how mm-hmm. she rolls. I, like, totally. probably think she doesn't even text her, like, family, <laughs> Probably <you know>? not. <laughs> <laughs> well, Em, thank you so much for answering all of that. I know that's of a lot of information and a lot to digest and talk about, so it's really, really, really kind of you to do that and to yeah. just come over. I and really thank appreciate it. thank you for having it. me on. Of course, but we're not fully, fully oh, we're not done. done. Yes. So before we wrap up, I want to give the listeners a vibe of your everyday life mm-hmm. and your husband and, you know, all the things that we can see on Instagram, but totally. just, like, tell us about it. Yeah. So, first of all, if you want to see that on Instagram, at that trendy therapist or at Emma Don't worry, we're, we're plugging we all of it in. <laughs> you, can, you can follow my journey. Yes, no, but So, yeah, so Matt is my husband. Um, and for those who don't know, we met through Bumble. <laughs> Crazy! <laughs> so, we're, you know, a very modern love story, but we always say we're also old school because, you know, we love to do romantic things and, you know, we're... We just met up right away. You guys are really cute. Thank you. Really, really cute. Honestly, we balance each other out really well. He actually, on our first date, was like, I want to be a life coach. Like, he's a therapist. I mean, he's a therapist. He's He's a lawyer. I'm a therapist. He's a lawyer. (laughs) You thought he was a therapist. I thought he was a therapist. But I think the reason you thought that is because, I don't, I mean, he talks a lot about mental health, wellness, and like, I call him meditation Matt. He loves to meditate. He'll meditate twice a day. Um... And he's into yoga, so like he got me into yoga, which was Amazing. really freaking cool. How self aware is he? Very self aware. Um, and so yeah, we bounced each other out really, really well. And what else can I tell you? Well, you both have really demanding jobs. He's a lawyer. Totally. You're a therapist. Like, how do you guys balance that out and like keep each like? Obviously, he's doing self work to like keep yeah. his mind well, which is so great. Sure. But with both really demanding jobs, and I'm sure yeah. you both come home late and whatnot. Like, Absolutely. how do you guys make it work? And yeah. also, with emotional dumping, not dump each other. What happened with, like, his crazy client who's maybe uh-huh. going through a divorce and yeah. you have, like, a girl with an eating disorder that, like, is on your mind. Like, how uh-huh. do you guys keep it? It's a good keep question. It yeah. Well, so one thing that we just started doing this year is, <laughs> this is, sounds kind of funny, never said this out loud yet, we do, like, 15-minute meetings every night. With, like, my planner, like, our, well, our planner will sit down and, like, talk about, like, our upcoming schedule, mm-hmm. which is actually really good because, like, there'll be times where it's, like, really late and he's, like, talking to me about some, like, thing. I'm, like, I can't, like, that's not what's going on right, right. now for me. Like, let, let's have 15 minutes when you get home and just talk about, like, everything work-related. Right. And then we can move on. So I think a lot of, like, compartmentalizing and also, like, knowing when's a good time to kind of connect and also give each other space. Like, I might be in the other room, and he's he loves just... He's always, like, stretching and doing yoga at home. Like, <laughs> constantly. You, oh, thousand like, percent. You're like, he's always stretching. I'm like, that's literally... He, no, actually, when we TV met... And I'm, like, in pigeon, and, like... <laughs> that's him. That's him. But when we first met, I was like, Matt, can you sit down for a second? Like, I can't... Like, you're making me nervous. I want to relax and watch, like, freaking Housewives or something. Totally. And you're, like, doing pigeon, like, right in front of me. Like, please. Um... <laughs> Yeah, his whole goal right now is he's, and you, maybe you could teach him, he's trying to learn a handstand. Good for him. He's pretty good at, he's pretty far along with it, but. Good for him, I, I would love, I would love to help him. Yeah. It's definitely getting 
standing on your hands and really being there for five seconds is such an amazing feeling. You're yeah. like, I, I wish I could am holding it. it all together and mm-hmm. like, I did this. And there's so much mental that goes into oh, it. Oh, for sure. So much focus, which is yeah. like, I think why well, like, you know, people in fitness or yoga like are always like stretching and doing it because it's yeah. like that big picture. And also I'm assuming that, well, not assuming, I would take it that Matt's a very ritualed person. Sure. And, Absolutely. And, yeah. and so are you, as mm-hmm. am I. We're reading, we're writing. Yes. Like, that's not something that a lot of people do often. So Definitely he not. sounds very ritual. And yes. that's something that, you know, when you just like want to perfect. Is he a perfectionist? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, I feel mad. Is he same. a Sagittarius? No, he's a Libra. Oh, he's close. Yeah, he's close. really chill. He's like, and I'm not chill, but he makes me more chill. So we really balance each other out. Like, I'm an Aries, so that's, I think, what works really well. Like, if he had my energy, like, yeah. Yeah, well, we jive really well. Yeah. You guys seem like you really, I haven't, I, I just met Emma today, so yeah. I haven't met her husband, and we purposely wanted to do this to give you, like, the freshest vibe of all time. But that's really great, and it's really, really honestly awesome to hear that men are taking meditation and yoga and yeah. all that like he's always one of the only guys when we go to class <laughs> he doesn't care though like we go to the studio near it. he shouldn't care that's like no the, like you that yoga is about great. yourself like it's and about by the you. way we didn't really get into this but there's a really big crossover between yoga and therapy like, of course it's so overlap you know what we both do it's just even like in pigeon matt always talks about this he'll be like i did pigeon today and like all this stuff came up for me and um, it, it, there's so much body and mind that's interrelated i can't tell you the amount of times that i have been in a class and just hysterically cried really oh my god like i've been i've been doing yoga for 11 years and i've been teaching it for six Mm -hmm. and i i probably i i cried in a pilates class really september yeah xander if you're listening to this you fully remember (laughs) and i didn't leave i like stay i like that's the thing i like try to stay in it but there's Mm -hmm. just things that come up things come up for sure and no and it and listen there's a reason you stay on the mat like there's a reason Mm -hmm. you stay there when you're hysterically crying because there's something about yeah there's something about working through it as Mm -hmm. you know some people could say well it's embarrassing someone's watching you cry someone says I'm like well that's the thing I that the room is there for me everyone else there everyone there is just an entity to me I don't like care about them right it's about my it's your own, own journey self. yeah I, so I fully agree I, I yeah. find so much like if it were up to me I'd go to therapy every single day so I'm so yeah. glad that my job is a job that I get to talk to people totally. a lot and I get to be a pillar for other people sometimes oh, and, yeah. I, and listen a lot of my clients are a pillar for me like I look up to a lot mm. of them and I'm like you're fucking crushing it and I want to be more like awesome. you and a lot it's of like them mutually don't beneficial relationship. it is such a dual beneficial mm-hmm. relationship and I think and I always try to make sure my clients do know that that I benefit so much from them, from them mm-hmm. as much as they think it's just a one-sided as a therapist right it's not I that. really benefit so I wouldn't be a good teacher I wouldn't be progressive if if I didn't learn from that totally totally so I think it's a it's a it's it's been a really amazing healing practice for me and myself because I can't go to therapy every day and you know I just I have to work most people I have to work (laughs) I'm I'm starting this freelance Mm -hmm. life which is another thing and it's it it's a whole thing in its own um but with that being said I the one last thing I want to know about you personally Mm -hmm is when you came out about your eating disorder Mm -hmm. 
How did your family handle it? Hmm. They were really... And I meant to ask this earlier, so if this yeah. seems off track, that's because we're circling back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they... It's interesting the way that it happened because I actually... <coughs> sorry, I'm getting over being sick. It's okay. I came to them and was like, I'm nervous about this. Like I noticed... Because I was always a small girl mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I like cared what my weight was, which was something that was so like, why? So it scared me. Right. So I came to them one day and I was like, I think something's going on. I didn't really know much about eating disorders, which by the way, we should have so much more education uh-huh. about that in school and people don't know. So I didn't know. I didn't know anyone that had one. We should just have so much more nutritional. Oh, like nutrition. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Like and mental health. I mean, in general, yes. All of it, yes. This all is like another, another episode, yeah, but yes. Totally. And so like, I didn't know. Like I was like, what the hell is going on with me? And I told them and from there, my mom's very like, in particular, a very take action person. So she was like, okay, there's a problem. I'm going to fix it. Like, you know, she started calling therapists, like, you know, and we got the ball rolling on treatment and out, you know, it wasn't an easy road. There was a lot of family fights at the dinner table and stuff like that. But I think we all just became a lot stronger as a unit because of it. I mean, that was, of course, I mean, you're bringing up the most vulnerable thing that's happened in your life so far. And like, it's really, really tough. No, yeah. I was curious if they brought it up to you first or if you Oh, no. Yeah, I definitely brought it up to them. And honestly, I don't know if they would have known at the time because people with eating disorders go to great lengths to hide Mm -hmm. what's going on. So I would wear, like, really baggy clothes. Like, you know. Actually, I'm literally in, like, the baggiest fleece pants. No, but. It's actually really cold out. It's very cold out. But, no, I would, you know, like, the Juicy Couture you know sets like that was my that was my vibe in high school <laughs> i mean whose vibe whose was vibe it? wasn't like, it first of all but like born in the 90s and didn't that was your vibe tour. <laughs> like what are you doing yeah but no for sure so like so i don't think they would have like picked up on it but i went to them with it but yeah and so. did they like after you said something did they start to notice oh yeah yeah which to, to my distress because like then it was like a fight every single second but like you know it needed to happen. And they needed are to you know. guys, like, close? Very close. I'm extremely close to my parents. That's like, great. really, really close. Just because I know that, like, I am now getting closer with my mom. That's Hi, awesome. mom. Um, <laughs> but I know that it's really tough to bring up situations and, like, yeah. hear other people's opinions when it's totally. about yourself and how to really take that. So I just was curious if you guys stayed close throughout, like, that, like, process. Very close. Yeah. Of That's- course, it was hard to go through. But, like, we, throughout it, were so close. That's great. So. Mom, I know we've got it in us. We can do it. <laughs> yeah, Mom. <laughs> I don't know your name, but yeah, Yeah, Mom. Mom Marisol. She's oh, the best. Hey. Oh, that's such a cute name. Well, um, thank you so much for yeah, coming. You're so the, You're the sweetest. Thank you really you. are, like, such a vibe and, like, such thank a you. light. And Thanks. honestly, thank you for being vulnerable. It's not easy to talk about this as my shakiness in the beginning <laughs> started. But... I am so appreciative that you're willing to yeah. come over and to talk about it and to hang out with me for a little. Of course. Again, it's not easy to talk about, and I really hope that anyone listening to this took something out of it because, you know, we don't, we don't, I don't do these things for no reason. I really want this to right, be a place a where people can come, and I hope people reach out to you and, and, be, and feel that, and I, mm-hmm. and I know that people will after hearing this. That's so great. Thank you for coming. Yeah, of course. Thank you I for having me. I can't wait to me. get together again. Me too, me too. You're beautiful as ever. Aw, so are you. Have a great thank day, you. and thank you all for listening to The Vibe. Follow that trendy therapist, people.